For years, Coinbase has been the first point of contact for Americans wanting to enter the crypto world. But turns out there's been a player on the other side of the pond for a number of years that's attracted over 11 million customers. That exchange is called eToro, and they've been building what they believe is the world's best crypto platform since 2007. What? There hasn't even been crypto that far back. Well, today we welcome Yoni Asia, the CEO and founder of eToro to the show, to share how eToro got started and his vision for making crypto more social and for doing good stuff with good dollar. Get out your number two pencil, sharpen it, and begin taking notes because there will be a test. And we'll have the nurse hand you a cup to pee in. We just want to make sure you're not contagious. Welcome to episode number 304 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Here to make the world a better place, Joel Com and Travis Wright. This is the Bad Crypto Podcast. Hello, Mr. Travis Wright. Who's bad? Did you hear bad? I did, I did a little voice change there for a second. <laughs> okay, Peter Brady. This is good. <clears throat> it reminds me of in Blazing Saddles when uh, Gene Wilder's character lights up and he says, do be. He goes, hey, Bart. <laughs> Does he have helium? I'll tell you, Gene Wilder and uh, Richard Pryor did more for race relations than, than anybody else. They were hilarious. Which, by I, the way, that, different different film. Uh, yeah. the, that was... Um, Silver uh, Streak? Silver Streak, yes. Yeah. Of course, him What's and Cleavon Little, too, right? Wasn't Cleavon Little the guy in Blazing Saddles? Yes. He was the sheriff. The sheriff is a near... That's good stuff. I said good stuff. Near. Good movies. Good movies. Good movies. So we are we are the uh, Bad Crypto Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, with over seven point five million, wait, seven million five hundred thousand and one downloads, we're uh, we're moving in the right direction. Well, it's two. Just changed. Somebody else. Just oh, just two. Somebody else just listened. Yeah. Okay, it's three. Yeah. Oh gosh, it's going so fast. I wonder oh. how many laughs we've served. That's, you know, that's the question. I always think about, you know, you know, I created this iFart app and we've had millions of downloads of the app, but mm -hmm. I wonder how many, how much laughter has it created, right? So I like to think that we've created millions of laughs out there, right? With that many downloads, you got to figure there's at least one laugh per download, sometimes two. Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe we've, we've, we've created nearly 15 million laughs out in the world. That's doing good stuff. I think so. Making you know who else you know, is doing good stuff? Our I, I guest today is doing I'll good. Bet, yeah, yeah, they is Yoni Asia. We did not know about Good Dollar, and you guys are going to learn about it as you learn about eToro as well. And yes, the show is brought to you by eToro, and Yoni's the kind of guy we'd have on. You know, regardless, anyhow, we actually met him briefly at Paris Blockchain Week, and uh, this is a great discussion. So here we go. Listen in. For the longest time, especially as we got into the crypto space, we were telling those in the Republic of Bad Cryptopia to get started with Bitcoin by going to Coinbase. And it was the preferred platform for a time. But I'll tell you what, that Brian Armstrong would never come on the show. So mm, those true. guys. <laughs> 
Well, it, actually, you know, as the crypto world has progressed, there are other exchanges that have surfaced that are doing a better job of helping people to buy and sell crypto, to track their crypto portfolio, and to engage with the community of other traders. And that platform that we've been talking about lately is eToro. eToro is a sponsor of the show, but they're a sponsor for a good reason. What they're doing is baller. And today we are pleased to welcome the CEO and the founder of eToro to the show. His name is Yoni Asia. Yoni, welcome to Bad Crypto. Thank you very much. And thank you for having me in Bad Cryptopia. Absolutely. You have been into finance and computers since you were a kid. In fact, I think you're still a kid. I don't know. How old are you? <laughs> Not a kid anymore. I'm 38. Oh, you're 38. Okay. Yes. Well, I'm I'm 55, so get off my lawn, you young gun there. You look young, though. Thank you very much. That's a great compliment. We're, start, we're starting on the right foot here with this uh, interview. <laughs> I, I wonder just, you know, when people hear the name Yoni, a very Israeli name, does anybody ever call you Yoshi by accident? Uh, only when I'm in Japan. So, so Yoni yeah. is short for Jonathan. My full name is Jonathan Alexander Asia. Ah, very good. Well, we'll just call you Yoni because it's easy to say. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, just a little bit about your bio. You are a member of the YPO. What is that? That's the Young President Organization, uh, which I joined, I think, almost uh, or more than 10 years ago. Uh, it's uh, basically an organization of, uh, I think, now about 21,000 uh, CEOs of companies of a certain size, which basically help each other um, and, and share uh, information. Uh, I think it has chapters in more than you know, more than 80 different countries and organize a lot of events. Uh, some of my best friends uh, that I've, I've met uh, in the past uh, 10 years uh, are a part of that organization. Uh, and it's just, a, you know, a, a great way to get to know other sort of colleagues, CEOs, uh, who sometimes deal with very similar minded issues. So one thing that I think that is really interesting about eToro is that eToro is not a new company. It's like, so this is, eToro is not just a recently arrived on the crypto scene. So like a lot of people who are maybe listening to this, they haven't heard of eToro before because maybe they're in America and eToro has just come to America. But eToro has been around, what, since 2006, 2007? Yes, uh, we founded uh, eToro in 2007, myself and my older brother, Ronan, with vision of opening the global markets for everyone to trade and invest in a simple and transparent way. Today, we have over 11 million users from more than 100 countries who can trade stocks, commodities, currencies, ETFs, and cryptocurrencies. We were the first regulated broker to offer Bitcoin trading in 2014. And in 2017, with a crypto rally, we started adding more and more cryptos. We added Ethereum when it was under $10 and then started adding more and more cryptos and have really grown together with the crypto community throughout the crypto rally. So over the past two and a half years, we've grown more than 600% to more than 11 million users. Uh, and today we have about 750 employees in eToro 
from Israel to Europe to UK to uh, China and Hong Kong, Australia, and very, very proud to finally set up our uh, business here in the US. And recently, about four months ago, launched eToro as crypto-only trading platform uh, in the US, currently open in 42 states. And the real unique part of our platform is the fact that we're a social trading network where all of our users can actually see, follow, and automatically copy top traders from all, from all over the world. Mm, man, I want to get me some of that $10 Ethereum. Did you save me any of that? Because that would be great if I, <laughs> <laughs> if I can get some of that. So I'm curious because you have really been a visionary. Uh, you know, you started this before crypto was a thing and you've written some really interesting stuff online. In fact, I found an article that you posted in November 2010 when, you know, probably around the time that you were discovering Bitcoin that talked about the future of the free internet and this is really some amazing stuff can you kind of give an overview of of why you wrote this and what you said was going to happen so eToro was born it really in the midst of the financial crisis so think about eToro in 2007 we launched in september 2007 the platform then 2008 comes and I'm the CEO and founder of a financial services company offering people to trade uh, in different markets. And then the financial markets the sort of collapse, uh, which, by the way, a lot of people came to eToro to trade because of that uncertainty. But what I really realized back then is how broken financial infrastructure and financial services ecosystem really is. So as a computer scientist, that's when I realized like nothing is really connected and everything is broken because there's no connectivity between sort of the database of all of the financial services companies you deal with. And I started writing actually around about cryptocurrencies, not cryptocurrencies, but I, I was writing about the need of new type of digital money back in 2008. Uh, I wrote, uh, I called it the visible hand, saying that there is a need for new infrastructure where all of the transactions should be public and therefore will also be used uh, for good. And I called that the good dollar. Are you, uh, are you Yoni Toshi? <laughs> uh, I'm, a cons I'm considering actually uh, announcing that I am Satoshi Nakamoto. <laughs> you too, mm -hmm. and so is my wife. All you need right? to do is just set up a website and say that you're Satoshi right now, and then like, but I lost all my millions of crypto, so unfortunately, I lost I, I lost them in a computer that was stolen. <laughs> Perfect. So I've been passionate about sort of fixing the markets. That that's really one of the reasons. Also, I founded Etoro was to create more access for more people to trade and invest in a simple and transparent way. And then when I saw Bitcoin, I think it was November, December uh, 2010 and, and started trading in it, I was fascinated how much that works well compared to traditional finance. And then I started writing when I wrote about the free Internet that what I really envisioned is, you know, a group of people that start this revolution online where they withdraw their funds from their bank and they buy a new cryptocurrency. I don't think I called it 
Bitcoin. I, I thought this was actually a group on Facebook of 500 million people that let go of all of their assets in the physical world and in the banks and buy these new digital currencies. And suddenly, basically, governments realize that they're losing control over the printing of money. And this becomes the most powerful community on the planet because they control suddenly uh, more money than any other group. And I described this, and I think, by the way, I actually, this was in 2010, and I wrote this is happening in 2018, so I was pretty close to the launch of Libra as well. I think that we're yet to see that happening, but I think that's the real potential of what we're seeing today is potentially the separation of state and money, and therefore the entire cryptocurrency movement to really become uh, as powerful as the largest tech companies in the world and potentially as government. If Libra launches, right, do you think it's going to come to fruition or is uh, are the governments going to blockade it and Facebook's going to have to change their plans? I think it's going to launch. I made a couple of bets around it. Again, you, I might be wrong. I think that Mark Zuckerberg is a very adamant person and that it's going to be hard to move him away from his course once he decided to move forward. There is a good chance that they'll revise some of the things around Libra to make to have it resonate better with regulators. I was actually pleasantly surprised the first time I read the Libra white paper and documentation to see that it's truly an open source blockchain that enables pseudo-anonymity, very much like uh, Bitcoin and other blockchains. I think that is probably the biggest part of concern for regulators around the world. I think that the structure that they've chosen, which is a non-profit association, is a very smart construct that's very hard to attack. But because it is Facebook, one of the largest tech companies in the world, uh, and the, obviously the largest social network in the world with 2 billion users, I think it's going to get a lot of regulatory scrutiny before it, it launches on mass scale. So I, I want to dive in a little bit about the the free internet constitution that you had talked about there and how all the members have accepted the free internet constitution. Because it seems to me right now, Yoni, that we're getting into a sc scenario where you know, a lot of viewpoints on the internet are actually being squashed, right? There's, you know, some of the big tech sites are actually, you know, eliminating points of view. They don't agree with them. And so they think that people don't need to see them. And so people are being deplatformed and eliminated from the internet, essentially, right? Even their banking accounts by Chase has been, has been eliminated. And Coinbase has taken some people offline with, you know, not allowing them to have accounts because they don't agree with their politics, now, you know, it, with the with the free internet constitution, what, what does that look like? And, you know, is what is eToro's stance on, you know, sort of politics in in the members are are you guys banning anybody that you don't believe in, if you don't agree with them and stuff because I see that's a big problem with technology right now. I think regarding politics, we're always trying to be neutral. Um I think it's not a good thing for a company to take a position in politics. I'm not sufficiently familiar with everything 
that's happening with tech platforms and politics to really comment about that. I think there's a big friction between sometimes censorship and censorshipless. The line isn't very clear. I, I'm generally a libertarian. I believe in freedom. But with freedom also comes great responsibilities. And a lot of people, and, and sometimes bad people, can abuse freedom in a way that requires either censorship or rules or law. And that line, it, it, it's, it's not a black and white line. It's very hard to determine sometimes what's exactly the right line. I do think there is a real need for more freedom in the world, period. I do think there's real need for free money. And when I say free money, I mean free access to be able to transact in financial services without minimums, uh, without politics. I think that's very important. I also believe in general, and that's a, a social impact project editorial called The Good Dollar. I also believe free money could mean universal basic income. So we're developing a cryptocurrency where every person around the world can open an account and get one good dollar a day. So I believe in freedom, but I also understand why governments, regulators sometimes need to sort of put rules in place. And when these rules are in place, companies, any company that needs to adhere to rules needs to adhere to the rules. Yeah, I so, guess so it's, it, it's super easy for us on this side to go, oh, those guys are, you know, they're horrible what they're doing. and uh, But, you know, they've got issues that they're dealing with on their side with threats of all kinds of legal action. And so I guess we might be a little forgiving, but we do appreciate your approach. I want to back up a little bit, Yoni, because you did get into crypto really early. When did you first discover Bitcoin and can you um, rate how you felt when you first heard about it? So I found Bitcoin in 2010. I think I have a tweet talking about Bitcoin when it's trading at 26 cents from 2011. When I started trading or transacting in Bitcoin, I had the exact same feeling. I had that feeling twice before that aha moment of this is mind-blowing technology. I had that feeling when I made my first trade. I, I think I was about 13 or 14, and I did a trade through my Israeli bank account and saw that trade then appear on the screens, whether it was on NASDAQ website or Yahoo Finance. And there was like, wow, how everything connects. I'm trading here from an Israeli bank in a U.S. traded stock and that suddenly appears on their website. And I think I had the same feeling when the first time I sort of connected to the internet and started going around BBSs and downloaded in text episodes of The Simpsons and understood really how the internet works. So understanding how the internet works, understanding how capital markets work, and understanding how Bitcoin works, for me, were all mind-blowing experiences of how everything around the world connects together. And, you know, 
the fly of a butterfly in, in one place in the world can sort of impact something in, in all the way down under. I, speaking of down under, I had that same feeling the first time I experienced pancakes and ice cream in Australia. It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. It was... <laughs> That's great. Hey, I want I want to ask more about the good dollar because I think you know you touched you touched real briefly on that, but I think it's such a unique and powerful thing you guys are doing with the good dollar. Could you maybe explain that in depth to our audience because I think they're going to find that fascinating. So first of all, it's gooddollar.org. It's a nonprofit social impact project that we're sponsoring in eToro. My first post on the good dollar was November 2008 when I realized something is truly broken in how finance works and how currency works and how interest rates work. And the concept of the good dollar, which should be, by the way, today relatively easy for people to understand within the crypto community, is we're creating a cryptocurrency that has a single identity for every person. So uh, every person has one identity, therefore one account. And you can claim one good dollar a day. So you can log in and basically mine, social mine. So you have one account, you connect to it, and then you can claim one good dollar a day. And that, what that creates, and when I, I initially wrote about it, I didn't know about universal basic income. Later on, when we started researching about it, I realized it's something very similar to what's called universal basic income, which I'll explain in a second. But that changes the dynamics of the, econom the economy, potentially, because it means that every person suddenly has more money every day, one good dollar a day. Now, it's scale that actually goes down as inflation. So the more people have good dollars, the more good dollars in circulation, the less the impact of that one good dollar a day per person who claims it every day. And actually, it goes down to uh, about 10% inflation a year. And then that's important is because when you think today about interest rates and how monetary policy works right now, it basically preserves the problem of the rich or get poor. So if 42 of the richest people in the world own as much wealth as the poorest 3.6 billion, when you think about interest rate, let's just say, you know, 5% interest rate plus inflation and 10% of the wealthiest people own 90% of the wealth, then they also get 90% of the positive interest rate. And that basically by definition means that the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. When you change that and say, instead of having money sort of magnify itself through positive interest rate, let's distribute it, the inflation in, in a different way or the interest rate in a different way, which is one good dollar per day per person, you just create a different mechanism of distribution, which from our analysis shows you significantly improve equality in that ecosystem. So again, the application is very simple. It's a, it's a cryptocurrency wallet. By the way, it's an alpha now. Everything is open source. It's a nonprofit. We call it the Good Dollar Experiment. It's really research-oriented. Uh, we have a lot of uh, PhDs working on it. 
uh, both from economy, financial engineering, computer sciences. And it's a cryptocurrency wallet where basically you can claim one good dollar a day. So instead of having mining uh, being done by machines, you have mining being done by people. Is there a public link to this somewhere where people can read more about it? Gooddollar.org. So if you think if you think about two issues, there's one macro issue, which is wealth distribution and inequality. And as, as I've said before, I'm generally a libertarian. I believe in capitalism. I believe in free markets. But I also look at that problem, and that is a real problem today in the world of, of wealth inequality. And I think people who want to make positive social impact need to somehow contribute positively towards solving those issues. Yeah, this is great to see. I just signed up at gooddollar.org. You can put your name and email on there and read all about it. And I like that there's big letters on the site. It makes it easy for my old eyes to uh, <laughs> to read it. So it's a good job. It's such a great cause, too. And, like, whenever we were chatting with the eToro team, they were talking about the good dollar. I think we met you guys originally in France, in Paris, at the Paris Blockchain Week, and was talking about the good dollar. And the more we understood that, it's like, you know, you guys are in the, you guys are in this, you guys aren't greedy. You guys are in this to make the world a better place. You're doing what you can to, to really, to really drive humanity in a good place. And so I was like, you know what, this is why we want to align with eToro because not only are they building in a great trading platform, but their heart's in the right place and they're really trying to make the world a better place. So I got to commend you on that. Just from the, from the top down, you are an exemplary leader in showing what could happen and, and, and actually implementing things to do really good stuff. So really, really love that. So one of the features that we found particularly compelling about eToro is your social network, right? It's not just, you're not alone in the eToro ecosystem where, you know, if you go to Coinbase or Robinhood, it's pretty much, you know, oh, I'm looking at all the stuff and what do I do? Talk about the impetus for building the social community and, and what people can expect there. So when we started eToro in 2007, it was really the emergence of social networking. And we launched the platform originally. There was a public chat within the platform. And we found out that that was the most used feature in eToro. People came in and we were super excited. So we were, you know, we just founded the company. We saw how people use the platform and we saw suddenly people from different countries asking one another on the public chat, you know, what now is a troll box in some of the exchanges. What, what are you doing? What was your last trade? How was your last trade? What is your next trade? And then we said, it's interesting because we created a great user interface to simplify the access to the markets, but we need to simplify also the way people make decisions and learn. And now as a father for young kids, I can definitely say that the best way people learn is by observing what other people are doing and copy them. And that was the whole idea of the social network. So in eToro today, when you open an account, you automatically also open your social profile page where you publish your month-to-month -month track record and all of your trading activity. You can, by the way, always opt out. So if you want to stay private, you can stay private. And as a user... Yeah, I, don't, I don't want anybody looking at my horrible trades. It's so embarrassing. 
people can help you. That's the point. People can help you. <laughs> and then you can actually talk to people. So you see someone's profile. You can go into a page, uh, let's say Bitcoin page, and see what people from all around the world are talking about Bitcoin or, you know, or Tezos or Tron on eToro. And you'll see hundreds of thousands of people who are talking about a specific crypto and maybe mentioning something around it there. Then you can click to see their profile and see their track record across since they opened an account in eToro. So you can actually see whether somebody talking about Bitcoin actually also owns Bitcoin or maybe he's shorting Bitcoin. And then you can start a dialogue with them. Copy trading, which we launched in 2011, enables you to automatically copy top traders. So let's say you see someone's performance was 30% return every year for the last three years, and you copy him with $1,000, that copies his entire portfolio with the exact same proportional location to your $1,000. And every time he trades, it trades automatically in your account. If you think about that, this is very much sharing economy like Airbnb or Uber just for portfolio management. In my portfolio, which is also public, so you can go into itoro.com slash yoniasia, you actually can see everything I'm investing in. And you can see I'm investing in Bitcoin and Ethereum in, in my uh, profile. I'm also investing in Apple and Google uh, and Facebook stock. And I'm copying 45 different people, which basically means my account is being managed both by myself and being helped by 45 other people from all around the world. Yeah, that's 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 really cool. And then you also have, I believe what you guys are calling a, what, a popular investor program. So like the, the cream of the crop, like the top social traders worldwide are able to get paid when other people are copying your investments. Is that, how does that work? So right now that, uh, program is still not open in the U.S. Again, we're still in the process of gradual rollout here in the U.S. Uh, outside the U.S., the way it works is people who get copied basically agree for uh, for us to use the content of their trading account in order to manage the portfolios of others. And then we pay them based on a tiered approach from $500 a month. Uh, to actually a 2% uh, uh, assets under copy. So to a top guy, let's say, has $10 million uh, copying him. He gets uh, from us $200,000 a year. That is nice. Okay, this is uh, this is why we've been telling you guys about eToro and why it's time to kick Coinbase and Robinhood to the curb. Coinbase doesn't have these tools. Robinhood, you don't even hold your private keys. You can't actually transfer your crypto out of Robinhood. You can only buy and sell it on the platform, and then you can take your dirty fiat out. eToro is so much more advanced, and if you have not downloaded this app yet, then it's time. This is time to do it. Sign up. We're going to have social profiles so that you can watch our portfolios online. And when you guys go through the link that I'm going to provide to you and you download the app and then fund your account with at least $50 and buy crypto of your choice. There's 15 cryptos on eToro right now and expanding. Buy any of them and you'll send us proof. We'll send you bad coin socks. I mean, Coinbase don't do that. Robinhood don't do that. Only Bad Crypto does that. Go to badco.in forward slash 
eToro. And you can learn whether you are a U.S. citizen or international citizen how to do that. Yoni, when we first started telling people about eToro, you had 14 cryptos. Now you've got 15 available to U.S. And it's my understanding that you're going to be increasing that dramatically. Yes, we also have eToro X. So eToro X is our crypto to crypto and tokenized asset exchange. Uh, we do plan to launch that in the U.S. as well, and that has many other cryptocurrencies as well. So we're definitely constantly expanding the crypto universe at eToro. We also plan to add stock trading into uh, eToro here in the U.S. Uh, within the next uh, six to nine months. Uh, so uh, very happy to see people who can diversify their investments both across uh, stocks and cryptocurrencies. Yeah, that's great stuff. So so what else, before we wrap this up, and this has been a very fascinating interview, we think you have a brilliant mind. What are some other things about eToro, uh, you know, maybe in America or even worldwide that people don't know yet that, they, that you think is, is valuable for them to know? Yeah, how about the virtual trading portfolio? I dig that. I got $100,000 in my, my app when I opened it up. I mean, it's not real, but it's there. So it's it's sim super simple uh, to set up. We started the company with the values of simplicity, uh, innovation, uh, and enjoyment uh, on the top. So we really want people to enjoy using the app uh, to make it super simple to open an account and fund an account. Um, so we also enable people to uh, to basically experiment, demo the platform so you get 100000 uh, virtual dollars so you can actually copy people and see how uh, that function works you can invest in cryptocurrencies with virtual money uh, and sort of look at your track record uh, across time before funding an account i think uh, we the cryptocurrency that we just recently launched was tezos i think there are a couple of interesting cryptocurrencies that we offer in the u.s uh, that uh, are not that easily available uh, on other platforms. Uh, very happy to sort of uh, bring in more offerings uh, into the U.S. And as uh, you mentioned, we have two apps. One is the social trading platform uh, where you can trade and see what other people are trading and talk to them. And we have the eToro blockchain wallet, which is a multi-blockchain, uh, on-chain, multi-signature wallet. So you can actually see your address. You can basically move assets. You can uh, deposit fiat into the eToro platform, buy Bitcoin, then move the Bitcoin into our wallet app. In that wallet app, you can actually go to a block explorer and see that your Bitcoins are there. And that's really a great use case, in my opinion, of blockchain technology in general, that you're able to create a product to users where not through your app, but through a block explorer, they can actually see how the, the money that they have with you is actually there. And it uses basically a multi-sig approach. Uh, so it's safe to use. It's the same single sign-on uh, with the Toro platform. And then you can obviously send and receive crypto assets uh, to whomever you want, however you want. Well, now you guys know why we've been raving about eToro. Go to badco.in forward slash eToro. Download this app. 
it, you're going to dig it. I just know you're going to have so much fun with it. We would love to see the thousands of members of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia in one community there on eToro. Uh, Yoni Asia, CEO, founder, and visionary, thanks so much for joining us today and sharing your story. Thank you very much. Mr. Yoni Asia is doing good stuff there, Travis Wright. I like this cat. I mean, he is just, he's down to earth. He's, uh, you know, still a young gun in my book, right? And he's got some big vision for making crypto accessible to everybody and for changing the world with it. Good dude. You know what? Very bright and actually very engaging, very humorous as well. So he went with the flow with the bad crypto, you know, on a roll. He went with it. So that was Jump great. With the flow with the bad crypto. Yoni's on a roll. Don't you know? Uh. <laughs> don't you know? Don't you know? Uh, uh. Very good. And one thing we did not cover, you know, he's got four, he's got his wife plus four kids. That's a lot of kids. That's doing good. Doing good stuff. <laughs> making new, making good? new kids. Making <laughs> crypto babies. <laughs> crypto babies. You can connect with him at twitter.com forward slash Yoni Asia, Y-O-N-I-A-S-S-I-A. Connect with him and ask him some questions. Good stuff. Great. I really enjoyed that. And, you know, the more and more we use eToro, the more and more that I really like it. I think that uh, it's definitely much better than than Coinbase. Plus, they're they're not banning people based on their political opinions, so that's good. Well, that it's huge. That is that is huge. I mean, I'm not a big boycott person. I just like to have choices. And given the choice, I'm going to go with an exchange that is more freedom oriented and free speech oriented. And I think it's really important because this social network that they've implemented um, and will be bringing to America here, they're, they're bringing, as you heard from the interview, a lot to America. Uh, I think it's going to be super important. I really am looking forward to being able to use the copy portfolio because I'm not a particularly good investor. I want to follow the guy who knows what he's doing. It, if I could take a little bit of crypto and say, all right, this guy right here is bringing 10% in you know, every week because he knows what he's doing with his trades. I want to just copy that. You know, here, here's, here's my money. Do whatever he does with it and uh, give him my 10%. Mm. You said you're not particularly good at trading. Like, what are you good at? Not much. <laughs> you're going to make a podcast, Mr. Jokom. I think you should well, stick with that. Well, I appreciate that. I, I do appreciate that. And right now, Travis, as people, if they're listening to this show, while it just got released, I am en route to meet you in Bali, Indonesia, for the uh, Altcoin Mastermind event, where we will be face-to-face, tech-a-tech. We will be there for a couple of days doing some live stuff. Actually, I'm going to be doing some crypto comedy for the first time. I'll be doing 10 minutes or so of stand-up comedy. Hopefully, Mr. Joe comes nearby. So if I'm bombing historically, he can come up and we can have banter together. You can give you can give me 60 seconds of comedy. I'll try a couple jokes because I've never done stand-up and I've I've meant to. And maybe okay. I'll have maybe I'll have a couple, you know, but they're not crypto jokes. They'll just be like regular jokes. That's okay. My crypto, I was going through my crypto jokes note folder that I had, and I'm like, they were way funnier whenever I wrote them. <laughs> I mean, if, as I, if I want crypto jokes, all I got to do is look at my portfolio. I mean, that's, that's true. That's pretty that's true. much the biggest joke. Or I can pick on the fact that you lost your 55 Bitcoin. It's true. You know okay. what? And actually, you know, a lot of comedians just tell stories from mm -hmm. the stage. And I think your story of losing, you know, being hacked while you were on T Mobile is a hilarious story maybe i should share that 
Yeah. You'd love I that because so. I, I told him to call me King Daddy. That was your favorite yeah, part. Yeah, that is the best part. It's hilarious. <laughs> if you want hilarious. to tune into that whole story, you can listen to that back in the day, badco.in forward slash episode 40, I believe, maybe 40, 41, 39, somewhere around there. There was two of them. Know. Because we updated it. It was crazy. I was actually on a flight to Berlin handling the stuff from space. But you'll have to be in Bali if you want to hear the rest of the story. So Okay. Or, list, or listen to the episode. We appreciate you all so much that words just cannot. Uh, see, I'm no words. Mm, it hurts. We love you so much. It hurts. Where does it hurt? I miss you so much in my heart. Hurts my heart. I miss you. You don't write. You don't call. Why don't you write? Write us. Bad crypto podcast at gmail.com. Okay, so it started out as a Jewish grandmother. It became Russian and then it went to Italian. I just <laughs> I just did three accents. That was horrible. In one sentence. It was bad. Or or call us. Here's the bad crypto hotline number. We yeah. would really love to hear from you. It's open 24-7, and you can call us just to say stay bad or give us an idea, something, tell us something that you liked, uh, something you didn't like, although we have a different number if you didn't like it. We'll give you uh, you know, the number to Kmart mm -hmm. or something. The phone number, Travis Wright, is 708-885-9030, 708 885 90, yeah, maybe we have another one of those fan Fridays again, or, or at least like have a couple fans call in and just like sprinkle them into various shows because I know that they had a good time. I know we had a great time chatting with our fans and the, the fans seemed like they enjoyed it and they shared it. They loved the fact that they were out there. So maybe we'll have some more just kind of sprinkle those in every now and again. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. Give us a call, we'll folks, 708-885-9030. And by the way, the test results are just in, and the bad news is, is that you're contagious. Mm. Your love for crypto is contagious. Your support of this program is contagious. Please share us with your friends, with your family, and with your enemies, and make them into friends. That's true. And tell them. You're contagious. You're going to die someday two that's not a fun way to end the show travis <laughs> everybody's gonna die there's nobody no, nobody's ever not died what is it uh you know jim morrison's bio nobody gets out of here alive mm -hmm. that's true so on that note <laughs> stay, stay bad, bad. <laughs> <laughs>The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.